Swung up, launched to left field deep. Fab going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's in the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is five to four. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. As the Athletics are shut down and shut out for the fourth time in this season as they lose to the Red Sox 1-0. Ken Korak, tell me if I'm wrong here. Am I really seeing that the A's only put one, two, three, four, five balls in play? Well, you know what? Looking at the strikeout totals, let's see. Pavetta not, not, not counting the, not 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 counting the outs, but we had four bases. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? I mean, not. I mean, wow, that's that's kind of it's kind of unbelievable. Well, Pavetta pitched great. Yeah, and he's a guy that we had mentioned against the Rays on June 14th. No hit the Rays for six and two thirds before he left the game. So he had great stuff tonight. So. Then you look at Whitlock and Barnes, and they're pretty tough at the back end. But, yeah, I mean, the A's had – they did have 15 hits yesterday at 23 base runners. But overall, uh, the A's offense has been inconsistent, and that might be even a little kind over the last couple of weeks. So uh, as the A's go to Houston, and especially playing in that ballpark, Chris, where the Astros score a lot of runs, the A's have to get something going offensively. And there's, there's an ebb and flow to that, so – uh, but going down to Texas, normally the A's offense will spark up. We'll see if that can happen. Uh, and I think it's really imperative that the A's, you know, get something together offensively as they go on the road. Yeah, and I got to tell you, Caprelli, and this guy continues to be very, very impressive. Uh, there is something about the way he hides the baseball that hitters just don't pick him up. And 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 here you got Boston, who's arguably the hottest team in baseball, and their offense has been red hot, and they clearly did not see him today. Just tell me what you're seeing with him. And the A's pitched great in the series, Chris. If you hold this offense to two runs in ten innings the first night, and they gave up six yesterday, but and today one run on six hits. I think, you know, he's got a little dip in his front shoulder. It's a little more of a, like a three-quarter action yeah. the way he slings it up there. Like you said, he hides the ball well. He has a big turn, and even with his fastball, there's a lot of movement there, right? And it's a fastball slider changeup combination. It's not your conventional changeup, as we said. It's more of a Rich Harden change, which is even for him at times unpredictable. He threw it a lot early in the game, and he threw it effectively. So uh, this is why the Yankees drafted him number one out of UCLA. And after all the years and the ups and downs that he had to deal with, and you know, persevering through that, uh, Chris, right now he's he's pitching like a guy. Who at one time was the number one uh, number one draft choice. Yeah, you talk about taking a gamble. When you're trading Sonny Gray for three guys, not one guy, not two guys, but three guys who are all injured, I mean, you're rolling the dice, and, and you hope, like, two of them work out, but obviously two of them are gone, Fowler and Mateo. But now, Caprellian, it's really looking like if, I mean, you're talking about a guy with a 2.84 ERA, he keeps throwing like this. He could be in the rotation for years to come. Uh, you're now saying that trade with the Yankees is won by the A's. For sure, and he'd only thrown, he was drafted in 15, and in his first six seasons as a pro, he had thrown just a total of 105 and two-thirds innings, Chris. 
and he's up to 57 this year, so I know they're going to monitor that. But he's as strong as he was in his first start, right? He doesn't look any different. 57 innings for the year. He has 62 strikeouts. The opposition's batting 198 against him. So he's done a great job. Yeah, I, I have been thoroughly impressed. And, and you you got to admit, these uh, these UCLA Bruins, they're turning out a lot of good pitchers. Yeah, they've got a few that have made their mark, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I remember factory down there. And I remember last year we had John Savage on. Our, our own Roxy Bernstein set that up for us. He's the head coach at UCLA, and they've just become a factory of pitching with some of the best pitchers. And I got to tell you, I mean, you start looking at yesterday with Cole Irvin, you look at Caprellian today, and uh, uh, Chris Bassett. By the way, Chris Bassett not making the All Star team is ridiculous. Totally. I mean, totally. Leads the league in innings. He's like in the top five in ERA, and he's like in the top six or seven in strikeouts too, Chris. And they actually have three of the top five pitchers in the American League in innings pitched. So overall, the pitching has been great. I think that that buoys your hopes going forward, Chris, because defense and pitching will carry a ball club through the long and difficult months of the summertime, and you know, playing 162 games. So if they can get some offense going, Chris. Uh, I think they're really going to be okay. Yeah, the reality is, and I talked to David Force about this on Friday. I think you and I have actually kicked this around a little bit. You look at the American League, there's not a complete team. And, you know, all these teams could use something extra down the stretch. But there is no one team where you go, that truly on an everyday basis is the best team. We'll see what happens by the deadline, who picks up who. But I, I, I really think it, it's a puncher's chance for, for for quite a few different teams in the American League. And if you look at the A's, Chris, this is their window to win right now. Because the young stars are coming into their own the young pitchers have developed and matured this year, so you would think that the A's would go out. They normally do when the A's have a chance and make a couple of moves and maybe even something you know, really significant to help this ball club. And uh, I would think if that if that happens, the A's will have as good a chance as anybody. No doubt about it. Now it's on to Houston. So now it's back in division where the A's are still a game under 500 in division. they got to turn that around. Well, and especially against the Astros. The biggest reason that they're under 500 in the West is because of what they've done against the Astros, Chris, right? I mean, they've, they've struggled against them. so uh, And they're, they don't have that many more chances when every game against the team leading the division is the old two-game swing. And so that's what this is going to be. And so these are, these are three really big games for the A's beginning on Tuesday. I mean, on Tuesday uh, or, or tomorrow, are they leaving tonight or tomorrow? They're leaving tomorrow. Bill King would be running to the plane for this trip. He couldn't wait to get on this flight. <laughs> Houston okay and Texas? Houston. He'd be okay with Houston. And maybe the new ballpark in Texas, he'd be okay because there's no wind or heat in there. Uh, they do tell us the broadcast booth is up like around Goodyear blimp level. No. So that could, that could be an issue <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I see the feel from up there. The, 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 these new press boxes are uh, uh, they're all about luxury suites and no. they're going to put you at the top in the rafters. I'm pleading with Dave Cowell. If he is get their new ballpark, <laughs> give us a view. Come on, Dave. 
I'll never forget for the Dolphins <laughs> at the Hard Rock, you're in the corner of the end zone. You're not even in, in the end zone. You're in the corner. It's like they said, we do not care about the play-by-play guys at that's, all. That's, that's why when people ask me, are you going to do football again? I say, no, I'm done with those days. <laughs> no, the football days are over. Uh, basketball, they'll put you on the floor everywhere else. You're getting, you're way up on the roof, for God's sakes. It's not happening. <laughs> are you going to be grilling today on 4th of July? There's a good chance of that, pal. All right. It really we, is. There's you, an excellent chance. You have a the great fourth. The grill is out on the patio. And I will see you manana. All right, man. Thanks. The great Ken Korak, the voice of summer. And it is summer. I just keep and score this game. And, I mean, like a while ago, I mean, this game was flying by and then just came screeching to a halt. I, you know, we're going, we're having a, a barbecue with family friends, and I took my wife and my two kids in the seventh inning. I took them over, and I came back, and my, geez, I'm looking at my scorebook going, wait a minute. We only have four hits. They only have six. This game's two hours and 51 minutes. We were like one hit away from being three hours of a one nothing game. Other than the outs, Matt Chapman had a hit in the first. Matt Kemp had a hit in the sixth. You had a hit in the ninth by Olsen. Oh, yeah, uh, Murphy had the bloop in the eighth. So you had four hits, a ground out. Well, a fielder's choice by Ramon Laureano, but, I mean, not a whole lot of hard contact. Unbelievable. I mean, I I guess you credit the pitching, but, I mean, you talk about a lot of strikeouts, a lot of pitches thrown, and in the end, it's a one nothing loss. Not great. And this team is what it is. It's streaky as hell. Sometimes they're going to score in bunches, and there's other times where they're going to they're not make a whole lot of not, they're not going to make a whole lot of hard contact. And you know, hopefully, you know the 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 whole. I mean, Tony Kemp, God bless him, but this team misses Mark Canna. And the leadoff spot has been dramatically different since Mark Canna has been gone, and Stephen Piscotti has got to come back healthy. Because, I mean, looking at this box score day in and day out, I mean, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but how many, how many guys can you have in the lineup hitting under 230 and think you're going to be one of the best teams? I mean, I, I guess you can say batting average doesn't matter. Well, then why don't you score more runs? You know, the Houston Astros, they hit, they score runs. They do more than just hit home runs, and that's why they score a ton of runs. And now you got them for three. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. We'll take your phone calls next right here on the Ace Clubhouse Show. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. RingCentral is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's RingCentral time. For a free trial, visit RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Communicate. Collaborate. Connect. You're home after a long day preparing dinner when... Ew! What's 
that? It smells like rotten eggs. That might be a natural gas leak. It can't be. We don't have any natural gas appliances. Even if you don't use natural gas, that rotten egg odor could be a sign of a leak in your neighborhood. Because gas lines can be buried anywhere. Shut up. No, speak up. If you ever suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, deep voice narrator. You're very welcome. And the 0-2 pitch on the way swung on a miss. Hard breaking ball down and in. This game is over. It was a great weekend of baseball. Every game decided late and by one run, but the Red Sox win the series. Seth Brown strikes out. The A's lead runners at first and third. Our final score 1 0 Boston. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. So let me get this right. You watch two breaking balls for strikes, and then you swing at the breaking ball that's almost in the dirt with the tying run at third base. Come on, man. That's bad. That is bad. But you know what? I'm going to say this about the All-Star game. I'm glad the A's only got one guy. Now, I I do hope that Chris Bassett, you know, because there's going to be people that pull out, whatever, and I hope Bassett gets in there. But I don't think he – I think he's going to pitch – let's see if he – is he going tomorrow? So if he goes to, I mean, if he goes Tuesday, one, two, three, four, yeah, it won't matter. He won't be able to pitch in the game because he'll pitch the last game of, of the uh, of the break in Texas. So it won't matter. I'd like to just see him there and get introduced and have that honor. But you know what? I'm glad he only got one, and I hope it pisses him off. I hope it lights a fire. I hope they feel disrespected. Three Texas Rangers, not saying they're not deserving, but three Texas Rangers? You mean the Texas Rangers that are, let me see what their record is now. They're 17 and a half games back with a record of 33 and 51. They're now 18 and a half games back. I hope this fries the A's. I hope they're in their clubhouse, no one's shooting baskets, and they're, like, looking at themselves in the mirror going, we only got one All-Star, and we're 49 and 37? How's that possible? I hope it fries them. Play with a chip on your shoulder. No one respects us. It's us against the world. That, that's, that's what I want to see. And hopefully wake this offense up. Because this offense hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, you can go, well, yesterday Townsend, they scored seven runs. Okay, that's in 12 innings. But in the other two games, they scored a whopping two runs. Shut out. And then first game of the series, they scored two. Remember the last game against Texas? They scored three. Then the game before that, they won, but they scored three. I thought the pitchers weren't allowed to use substances, and it was going to be easier to hit. When are they going to start hitting? And you know what? People get hurt, so you can't really use that as an excuse. Everybody's going to have guys that are hurt. Hell, J.D. Martinez, who's an all-star, he didn't even play in the first game of the series. But you got a lot of offers. You got a lot of weak contact. You got a lot of strikeouts. Pavetta today struck out 10. Cap struck out 10. 
Welcome to modern day baseball. But I'm hoping that when they get in their cars and they're driving home and they got the day off tomorrow and they got the flight down to Houston, that uh, they realize, man, this is how much baseball respects you. They gave you one all-star because you get one all-star. Think about that. Think about it if this was like the NBA. Would, it, would anybody have been picked by the from the A's if they didn't have to have an all-star? No Bassett? No Trevino? I mean, there's guys that have put up all-star-like numbers but didn't get anybody except you got to have one guy, so they gave you one guy. Doesn't matter for us. We don't decide the outcomes of these games. I hope it pisses them off. I love when teams play with a chip on their shoulder and they don't feel respected. Let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Yes, uh, happy birthday, America. Yes, you know, this should be a fun day, right? It's the 4th of July. That, that it is. Say, Chris, uh, uh, two things. Uh, number one, boy, I was so sure the A's were going to make a, a comeback uh, today. It really looked like they were going to resurrect and win the game. D- didn't you think they were going to make a comeback? No. Unfortunately, I, 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 when it came down to the end and Brown's coming up and Barnes is so tough, I didn't have a whole lot of faith. Well, Anyway, they they sure came close. Anyway, and number two, I just thought I'd uh, throw this at you and uh, A's fans for this two hundred and forty fifth birthday of ours. Uh, uh, for one thing, uh, uh, two presidents, uh, Adams and Jefferson, they both died on the exact same day, uh, July fourth, eighteen twenty six, on the fiftieth anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, and it was either. Uh, James Madison or James Monroe, one of those presidents who died on uh, July the 4th of uh, 1831. And then we actually had a president who was uh, born on the uh, 4th of July, uh, Calvin Coolidge on uh, the 4th of July of uh, 1872. So you had a few presidents that lived and died by the 4th of July. And uh, I just uh, wanted to share that with you and the A's fans, and uh, Chris, uh, cross your fingers and knock on wood. Let's hope we have uh, better luck against the Houston Astros uh, starting on Tuesday. That is phenomenal presidential knowledge right there. I appreciate it. Happy 4th to you, too. Also born on this day, the Hall of Famer, God rest in peace, the great Al Davis was a 4th of July baby. Uh, Let's go to... Let's go to Christian in Southern California. Christian, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Tony, thank you for taking my call. I I have really enjoyed this. I have not been to Northern California for a long time. My brother and I used to take BART to watch A's games and watch Mike Davis, Dwayne Murphy, and Ricky Henderson in the outfield, and you make it feel like home. Love the way you interact with the fans. I, I, I just want to take a minute to say the sky is not falling. Uh, I, I think you touched on it about the streakiness starting off 0 and 6, 13 in a row, last 15, 5 and 10. It, it, it's troubling. I feel like I aged in dog years watching this series, but it was still 
uh, it's great to be an A's fan. And you mentioned this too, to hear them in interviews, hear Kemp talking, hear Chappie talking. I'm proud to be an A's fan. And I think this is a weird thing to say, but I think the collective bones of this team is good. Looking at the whole thing, if, if, if a fan had been asked start, after starting off 0-6, will we be happy where we are right now? I think, I think yes. And I think they go 4-2 and two in these last six, going into the All-Star break. They get chippy about not having uh, Trevino and Bassett on the All-Star team. They take that stuff personally, pulls them together as a group. I think they has, have as good a chance as anyone in the American League. And I know a lot of people are worried about the one game potentially. I know it's a long way off the one-game playoff, but I, I love Bassett in a one-game playoff. And I also, by the way, like the way their rotation lines up if they are able to move on beyond that. But I wanted to thank you for your show. It does make me feel like I'm home, and we're going to be – I'm bringing the family to watch the Angels on the 19th of, of July, so we're going to actually get to be there, which is awesome. Nice. At the, you're going to the – you're taking the family to the Big A? No, to, uh, to, uh, to Oakland in July. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, you have it's a great time, and thank, you, and thank you for the kind words. You be well. You too. Thank you. Yeah, folks, the American League, tell me who's hot at the end of the year. That's what's going to matter. Who's hot, right? I mean, you look at this season, it's all over the place. It's a roller coaster ride. Up, down, sideways. Uh, it's just... I mean, look at it. There's times where Houston looks unbeatable, and then they get swept at home by the Orioles. What? Everybody loves the Yankees. The Yankees are 41 and 41. They've lost three in a row. They're three and seven in their last ten. How many? How many of the national pundits picked the Yankees to win the World Series? I mean, it's just it's you know, Toronto. They haven't even been to Toronto in two seasons. Think about that. Toronto has the same amount of wins as the Mets. So technically, you could say Toronto's the best team in New York. And they're playing in Buffalo at a AAA ballpark. It's just wild. At times, the White Sox are hot. Then they're not. Tampa Bay goes on a great winning streak, and then they fall. The American League is all over the joint. This really, and, and like I said with Ken, I don't know who's going to pick up what. I don't know who's getting a starting pitcher. I don't know who's getting bullpen arms. I don't know who's picking up a bat. Until we actually see it, I mean, you, you, you could just put all these guys into a, a soup and stir, and they're all kind of similar. They all play kind of similar. It's just going to be who, who gets in and who's hot and whose bullpen gets hot. How about Sergio Romo? Sergio Romo started to throw the ball really well. He was great yesterday, came in today. And he and he brings a little bit of a, 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 a motion into this thing, which I love to see. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. We continue with your phone calls right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, A's fans, summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word AZFAN and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber. 
Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news! Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. Your miles go further with the Capital One Venture Card. With Venture, you earn miles that you can actually use for more than just air travel. Right now, you can earn 100,000 bonus miles redeemable for vacation rentals, car rentals, and more when you spend $20,000 in the first year with the Capital One Venture Card. What's in your wallet? Limited time offer. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. And back to the plate, 3-2. Swing and a miss. He gets him for number 10. As Kaproyan reaches double figures on a fastball away, Chavis and the Red Sox are done in the seventh. No runs, one hit, no errors. A man left three Ks in the inning and a new game career high of 10 for Kaproyan. This is A's Clubhouse. Oh, Cap, that's a horrible loss. It's not on you, my man. You're fabulous today. Every single time he takes the ball, and you start looking at the way he he goes after hitters, just goes after them, I like him more every single time. And to think, we had people wanted Sonny Gray inked up long term. I just looked up Sonny. One and four with a 3.27 ERA. I know he's been dealing with some growing stuff. Good luck to you, Sonny. Sonny was always a good kid. All righty, the number is 833-625-2278. But remember how crazy that was? Wait, you're trading Sonny Gray for three guys who are all hurt. But the, the thought was you wouldn't get those guys if they weren't hurt. Well, Fowler, you know, Pirates, Mateo, but now Cap. Cap looks really good. Let's go to Greg and Slow. Greg, happy 4th of July. Tony, what's cracking, brother? Happy 4th to you and the family. It's a great holiday, and I hope you, uh, you you deserve to have a good one, and I hope you and the family have fun at your barbecue today. I just can't wait for how cold that beer is going to taste on my lips. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm patiently waiting myself. I'm at the park right now with the, uh, with the six-year-old and uh, – we're having a good time, but we're going to hit the beach and uh, watch some fireworks. And, yeah, the beer's going to be cold tonight. No, Nothing like a beer on 4th of July, brother. Nothing. Nothing. So the ribs, like, like there's certain things you got to have on 4th of July. Now, standard, you're going to have hamburgers, you're going to have hot dogs, but I think you have to have ribs on the 4th of July if you're an American. Ribs go down mighty nice, no doubt about it. Out here we got good tri-tips, so that'll, that'll be on the oh, grill yeah. also, but. 
Nice. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong on the fourth, man. It's a, it's a celebration, no doubt about it. You know, I'm still trying to figure out who's more tired, me after getting home at 1 a.m. this morning after a long 12-inning uh, game last night or the A's offense. I can't, can't quite figure out who's more tired. I, but... I think the A's offense. I'm putting my money on the A's <laughs> offense. This <laughs> offense is tired. And think about last night, we're like, man, this is going to be a rough one for the Red Sox. You know, they, you know, you go, you go 12 innings, you got to get in that bus, you got to go back to San Francisco. I don't think they've reached the 85% mark with the vaccination, so they're probably stuck in their hotel room. Oh, yeah, they come out and win one nothing. You know, one thing I noticed, Tony, is and speak on, on that note, Tony Kemp's interview last night, he kind of talked about the locker room, that guys were excited, no doubt, you know, Romo's pumping the fist and all that. But he said the locker room was a little subdued. And to me, that kind of points it like the guys might be a little bit tired. You know, you're coming down the stretch to all-star, the all-star break. And I'm not trying to make excuses for the guys, but they do look a little bit tired. You know, the, the bullpens had their struggles recently. And, um, you know, when you talk about the American League, and I agree with you, there is not that one dominant team out there. They all got weaknesses. The thing that kind of scares me about the A's is it's there's really two glaring weaknesses. And, and it is that bullpen and, and the offense. And, you know, I just don't know if the offense – is going to get much better. I mean, you, you would hope that it would, but these these guys, they, you know, they kind of are what they are. It's, it's, it's a lot of swing and misses. It's, you know, it's, it's a home run based offense. And, you know, I'm kind of at the point now where, you know, I don't care who we get, whether it's a Trevor story, a Nelson Cruz, you know, we've talked about Joey Gallo. I don't think the A's can be picky about what position a DH a right fielder. I just think the A's need another big bat, a guy that's going to, you know, Hopefully be a contact guy like LaStella last year. We talked about that. You know, obviously it's going to be a guy, whether you're talking about a Cruz who can hit the ball over the fence. We can't be picky when it comes to positions. We just need a guy that can freaking hit. I mean, obviously right field is a glaring weakness. you got Seth Brown, Sky Bolt, you know, Piscotty's coming back in a few days, they said. But, I mean, our, our right field production has got to be probably the worst in Major League Baseball when you really look at it, what guys are hitting and on base and all that. But it's kind of one of those things where everyone's going to be trying to get arms at the deadline. Every team's looking for bullpen help. But I think the A's really just need to get a stick, and it doesn't matter who it is. I'll take a story. I'll take a Nelson Cruz. You know, Joey Gallo, he strikes out a lot. He's hitting 230. Match him up with the right fielders we got right now, and it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, Joey Gallo's a good outfielder. I mean, he won a gold glove. So I just think the A's can't be picky and, and, and can't necessarily go by position. We just need a big stick, and, you know, we need it bad. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to debate anybody on anything. <laughs> yeah, Joey, remember Joey Gallo and everybody's like, "Oh, I got Joey. Uh 0 for 4 today, back to hitting 233 and had two strikeouts." <laughs> I told you, never buy a stock high. Everybody wanted to buy him after the end of the series. Hey, Joey Gallo's going to hit home runs, but he's not going to make a lot of contact. I I um I I, I that's why I'm like if you got Joey Gallo, fine. But I just I, I would like to see somebody that hits their weight. Is that asking too much? I want guys no, who can not. hit and their that, weight. And that's the problem is I just don't think there's a lot of guys out there that are that are available like that. I mean, how many Tommy Lastellas are out there? I, I, I think, you know, the way baseball's played now, it's two fifty, two sixty hitters at best. You know, uh, I mean, obviously the the great players got are, are you know, you got some the you know, Astros got some two ninety three hundred hitters, but at the break is there gonna be a guy that's you know, a 280-290 hitter that's available, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg? I don't know. Well, the guy going to the All-Star game, and I keep bringing him up, and I kind of wink at David Force when I interview him. It's like, bring me on some Nelson Cruz. I want old man Nelly Cruz. I just, just, I just 
So the Astros won today in 10 over the Indians. Like, look, 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 look at their lineup. 284, 268, 322, 298. I mean, they got guys that hit. They got guys that hit. And they hit home runs. I mean, that's the thing that makes them so tough is that, and, and once again, they're, Astros are inconsistent too. I mean, no one, no one has been consistent in the American League. Everything has just been uh, feast or famine. A lot of teams have been that way. But, you know, you, the A's still have 47 wins. They don't suck. I mean, you don't have 47 wins at this time of the year because you're a bad ball club. This series just scares me coming up with Houston because, you know, even though, you know, Houston's been scuffling a little bit, that, you know, they talk about how they played against the Orioles and whatnot. The one thing Houston can do is they can hit and they can hit in their own yard. So you don't want to go into Houston not hitting the way we are. And, and again, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a new day on Tuesday. There's no doubt about it. But, man, you don't want to go lose two out of three or get swept by Houston because then that, that lead that Houston got stretches out. You just don't want to limp into the all-star break like that. I just think that's a bad look. And I don't know, man. It's, it's a big series coming up. There's no and if four buts about that, brother. And how about this? Who has the best batting average in baseball? Because batting average doesn't matter, remember? Who has the best batting average in baseball? I'm guessing Houston. By a lot. 275. <laughs> Who's got the best OPS in baseball? Yeah. Got to be Houston. Best by far at 797. But the most important thing is, last time I checked, you've got to score more runs than the other team to win. Is that correct? How this game is played? Yes, sir. Houston has scored 470 runs. The next closest team is the Boston Red Sox at 434. Put your arms around that. Thank you, Greg. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the day off tomorrow. So you think about that. And I I don't believe this counts today's runs, but going into today, Houston had scored 470 runs. Boston is the next closest at 434. Where are your A's? You're 11th at 383. Think about that. They've scored 470. The A's have scored 383. One of the reasons why, the A's don't hit all the time. Let's go to Dave in Tennessee. Dave, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Tony, you're the best. Uh, I've caught a couple times this season. You need to talk me off the ledge. I have a, one vision in my mind, a nightmare, and that nightmare is 2008. When the Oakland A's, around this time, had about the same record, a couple games behind Anna, uh, Anaheim or L.A., wherever it was back then. And then instead of adding, I remember all that year, calling Robert Blonde. We need to the, add a header. The, we need to add a hitter. Robert we need Blonde. to add a reliever. We need to add somebody. All the callers. We need to add, we need, you know, we got holes. And then instead of, they just did nothing. And then they started trading off good players. Please tell me that's not going to happen this year. Because the longer we send Seth Brown out there, like I say, you know, I'll take Joey Gallo if we put Seth Brown in AAA. I mean, we don't have to have an all-star. We just have to have someone better than Seth Brown. Uh, so please tell me that you – I don't know. I, I know you're close with the team, but that's you not have any sense at all that that's they're just going to be like, you know what, well, no. thank you. Because otherwise no. I've been terrified of that. Because, you know, the team looks around and says, we're not drawing. You know, we're looking to maybe move or whatever. Yeah, why, why spend some money on – so, all right, please, because that, uh, that really, really hurt uh, when they just sort of like, you know, sort of gave up. I mean, maybe because there's a second wild card, that's more of an incentive to go for it. But 
the longer that they wait and do not add a hitter, sir, I'm afraid that they are going to be out of it before you know it because that lineup is not acceptable and has been, hasn't been great even with Canna. And once Canna left, it is, it is. And one last thing, I'll say it again. Every other media market, the hitting coach has gone. The beat, because, t- you know, the, the, the Bay Area is too nice. Uh, but if, the, if that was the hitting performance in Boston, they would be uh, every other, it would be 5,000 call-in shows calling and fired a hitting coach. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm sure, I'm, hey, maybe it's not his fault, but uh, they, this offense, is, they need something. I'd be, I'd be in favor of doing something like that, fire a hitting coach, bring in, bring in somebody new. Uh, just to shake things up, and because st- it's just you know, you uh, those numbers you gave separating us and the Astros are very concerning. Yeah, I, I I think it's easy, and appreciate the phone call. Have a good fourth. I think I I think it's easy for fans to blame coaches, but coaches don't go up there and hit. These guys got all the technology, they got everything they need, they are what they are. So if you think another voice coming in is going to change it, this is the style of the game. And by the way, support our buddy Robert Blon. You can follow him on Twitter, at Country Fastball. Go to his Facebook page, Country Fastball. He's got a nationally syndicated show that he does that mixes baseball and country music. He has the biggest names in country music on. So support my man, Robert Buon, country fastball, just put it in Google, and all this stuff will pop up. All right, we continue with your phone calls at 833-625-2278. If you're listening on a radio station and they're going away, go to athletics.com slash acecast. That's athletics.com slash acecast. Or download the iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to the rest of the postgame. We'll hear from Bob Melvin, players, and phone calls, all coming up next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. All right, we've got lucky caller number four, Marcus, on the line. If he answers this question, he wins a new car. Let's do this. Okay, for a new car, name the only actor to appear in... And now a message from our sponsor. With 24-7 support and quick and easy claims, Progressive protects what matters most. Progressive. Films all in the same year. Wait, sorry, I, I didn't hear the question. Three seconds, Marcus. Yeah, no, but there was an ad in the middle. Need an answer. But I didn't hear anything. Oh, Marcus, you dropped it in the dirt. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our 4th of July special. The new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Hey, Jackie, did the Gomez files come in? For Lucy's law firm, finding the perfect Spanish-speaking paralegal feels like an unwinnable case. The case documents are in Spanish. My Espanol is too rusty for this. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Remember your kid's first bike ride? You were filled with pride and terror. Now she's 16 on her first solo drive, but this time in a Honda Civic, packed with Honda Sensing safety features and Apple CarPlay so she can check in. 
Just like we agreed, right, young lady? Right now, get a great deal on a new Civic at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Swings and drives one. Dead center. Back is Kane to the track. At the wall. Jumps. It is gone. Matt Olson turns around Josh Hader and walks off the Brewers in game one of a three-game series. You're listening to A's Cast. Pitch on the way is swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch, and the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Devers at second. Out of the stretch. Here it is. Swung on, lifted to left. Playable. Pinders right there, and he makes the catch. Bob Melvin makes the right call with Sergio. We go to the bottom of the ninth. Still 1 0 Red Sox. All right, let's get back out to the phones at 833-625-2278. Rob in San Jose, you're on the Ace Clubhouse Show. Hey, Townie. How's it going, man? Happy Fourth of July. You know, uh, I, uh, you know, this, I guess, you know, it's the one-dimensional offense thing. It's, uh, I, I, they were grinding more than they, I know they don't want to get even to this 10th inning thing that I, a lot of callers last night, you love it, but, you know, um, I would want to win the games before the 19th. That is, that's lighting the fire under. If that's the result of it, I, I, then I hope players grind more and score more. But the A's have been missing out on, on developing that though throughout the years. Last few years, they've just kind of go long ball, and they didn't realize that it's really imperative that you really need to start scoring runs and promoting these guys. It's not a joke anymore because you just don't got the time anymore. So that lackadaisical attitude about baseball. Maybe there is an upside to the tenth inning scenario. I don't. I'd rather put the guy at first. You know, I said this the other night. Might as well put him at third. You know, all it takes is a base hit. Might as well bunt. You know, it's just, just you know, just hit, just hit the ball on the ground. Game over. I, it's getting to be ridiculous. But you know, I mean, I, that's my opinion on that stuff. But uh, you know, it's something they need to seriously get busy with quick. As far as um, and I, I don't think the talent's not there though. That's the problem. So I'm not. Um, I'm not that I'm not feeling that down. I know we have a talented team that just hasn't been focusing on, you know, grinding in a few runs and having that other gear available. Like remember those cars that, you know, have the on demand little you know, the Subarus that used to go, you know, you'd actually shift into a four wheel drive mode and your two wheel drive mode, whatever. It was more mechanical. They just don't have that skill or that those overall team mechanics down where they've got to shift into that mode of the overall team vehicle. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's really imperative now. Then I, I, I'm not feeling that hopeless. I'm more worried about the bullpen kind of wearing out, though, because it is really critical in the – if you're a high leverage – you know, these are – you're playing high leverage teams, high leverage games, you know, and you're sending Sergio out there every day. He's been killing it. But, I mean, the guy gets injured before. You know, he's not made of steel, too. So, I think we need to start picking up some other arms, too, that – that are lights out as well because, you know, now they want to speed it up and you've got to be more lights out because you just got to be – It's more, everything is more imperative. Problem with, for, uh, the problem with the arms race is, you know, it's like going to the store and you're all shopping for the same thing. That, you, that, that, that's kind of where in modern-day baseball, you know, back in the day everybody's like, you got to get the front-line starter. 
now everybody is shopping for arms. There's only so many sellers. There's only so many buyers. So as David Force said on the David Force show on Friday, it's like, hey, the sellers, as of right now, they're, they're going to want to ask for, for, for premium guys back and talk about your top prospects with God knows everybody wants to hoard their prospects. But that's the thing. When you're going out shopping, problem is everybody's shopping for the same thing. So it's yeah, I, it's if, easier said than done is basically what I'm trying to say. Hey, just let's go get some arms. Yeah, I think we all would agree on that. Problem is uh, every other team that thinks they're in it, they're saying the same thing. Well, then maybe, like, what about more of a contact hitter? The guy gets puts the ball in play. I mean, oh. we need some more the average. Because, the body, I mean, I mean, everyone, like you said, chicks did dig the long ball, but, you know, you got to score runs to win this game. You got to make it happen. You got to be a difference maker. And you, you know, if you're facing certain types of pitching, they're bringing their A game. They're already an A-rated team, and they got you know something to prove. And they're on a roll, and they're hot. What are you going to do? Where's your backup? You got to have people who are reliable who can actually hit. You know, make contact. It's just too much of this. You know, you know, duds. You know, it's like light the fuse. And, you know, it's you know. Speaking of Fourth of July, <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks so, uh, a lot for the phone call, Rob. There's, uh, I, I think, if you said a contact hitter, uh, everybody would be like, "You're right, I'm in, I'm in." More contact, because some of these averages are just, you know, you know, where, where, where did Ramon Laureano's back go? Where did Chad Pender's back go? I mean, they just disappeared. You know, Matt Olson finally got a hit, but remember he was up over 300. He's dropped all the way to 283. He hasn't been making a whole lot of contact. I mean, this lineup as a whole has, for the most part, gone cold. I mean, if you're living and dying by the home run, there's no home run today. There's no home run yesterday. Jed hit the solo shot in game one of this series. You didn't hit a home run the last game against Texas. Uh, Swindell hit the home run in game two against Texas, but that was one home run. You know, there's, you know, when they do hit home runs, they're usually solo shots. So it's uh, it's it's a lineup that's gone cold. And you do not want to, you do not want to end the first half. I'm not doing doom and gloom. They're 49 and 37. They're still in a good spot. But it's just when the entire lineup kind of goes cold, it's a bad look. And it's a bad look that leads to bad calls. And bad calls like Bitter Bill and Modesto end up when you get shut out one nothing. And here he is, Mr. Sunshine, Mr. Rainbow, Bitter Bill and Modesto. Chris, God put me on this earth and make you happy. Only Chris Townsend. <laughs> but, you know, you look at this Oakland A's team, and they basically got four starters. The rest are just platoon players. And the four are Murphy, Olsen, Chapman, and Liriano. The rest are just platoon players. Well, don't forget Canna and, when he comes back. Well, Canna is a platoon player. No. Come oh, on. I think, really? Yeah. I mean, seriously, you don't think Canna's an everyday player? No, because he shouldn't be in there every day. He should play about 110 games a year. 
Canna's been killing it when he was healthy. He was leading baseball in runs scored. Show some respect. I'm trying to. But, you know, you're talking about the coaching. You know, you don't fire 25 players. You fire the coach. And it's time for Bush to go. When your team is terrible, you fire the manager. You don't get rid of 25 guys, and hopefully the manager could do something or the coaches. It's time to fire Bush. This approach, I'm telling you, this approach is terrible. Brown looked at two strikes down the plate, and he squeezed one in the dirt. The A's are not aggressive up there. They're just looking for walks. They're looking to work the pitcher. Well, when they throw it down the middle, you got to swing at it, especially when we're not scoring runs. Stop working the pitcher and get more aggressive up there. The pitcher's going to throw a strike the first pitch. Be aggressive. When you're down 0-2, you're screwed. Your average goes down to 180-200. Oh, it's even below that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, there, hey, there's something to it. It's like, you know, if you believe the athletic and what they're putting out there, they're going to tell you that pitchers are throwing harder than ever before and they're pumping more strikes than ever before. So if you're going up there and you're not ready to hack, you know, like my buddy, I, I, got, a, I got a good buddy who's a Red Sox fan, and he was at all these games. And, you, you, you know, he goes, hey, listen. I get the whole money ball, blah, 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 blah. But doesn't you, to win in the postseason, you need studs. You need guys who can swing it. You're not going to walk, walk your way to a World Series title. You're not gonna, you got to have guys that get up and they swing it. I mean, look at what, you, what, look what Houston did last year. Houston got hot and then almost got to the World Series because of it after a very disappointing 60-game stretch. Now, and, but there's different ways to win, right? So you can look at Tampa. Tampa's, Tampa's not a hot, they're not a big offensive team, but where they get you is that they can play close games and they kind of strangle you at the very end with their bullpen. And they can mix and match with all of those arms and every guy coming out throwing 100 miles an hour. And, you know, so there's different ways to win. That's why I say this, Bitter. You got to get in and you got to be hot at the time. And whoever's hot at the time, and it can be anybody, right? It could be the Red Sox. It could be the A's. It could be the Astros. It could be the White Sox. It could be the Blue Jays. It could be Tampa. Who's going to be hot at the end when you get into the postseason? That's the team I'd put my money on. Yeah, same here. But they need to be more aggressive. You know, and it's just like, and let's go get Cruz. Let's go get some players that get, at least get hit the ball. I mean, what? Olsen's our heart. 280, he's hitting 280. Basically, besides that, who's hitting above 250 on this team? And Tony Kemp, you see his approach? He looks like a Jeremiah Weeks. He's trying to hit one out. Why does he choke up like a Brett Butler and just slap the ball? He got a base hit today in the sixth. Hey, know, to- hey, trying- to- hey, Tony Kemp's playing the best of his career. Let's be honest. Oh, no, he's, he's, got, he's got an he's 804 good. OPS. That's impressive. Yeah. But, again, he's a platoon player. Hey, 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 what's going to cheer you up on a 4th of July? What would cheer you up? Well, let's see. Um, maybe you buy me by October. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you right now, I am so beat up on your credit card. You, you, better, you, better, you better have that thing paid off by the time it hits, it, it hits the Bay Area. Oh, no, I won't be going to the Bay Area. Trust me. 
I won't be wasting my gas or my credit card. <laughs> Thank you, Bitter. You're welcome. Bitter Bill and I have a bet that the A's, if the A's don't make the postseason, I have to go to Modesto oh, and buy him dinner. If the A's do go to the postseason, he's got to come to the Bay Area. And I got a feeling Bay Area restaurant prices are far different than they are in Modesto. And don't think I can't eat and drink. I can I can rack up a bill like nobody's business. Let's go to Jonathan at the Coliseum. Jonathan, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Tony. Uh, I'm going to b- try and be a little more cheerful than Bitter Bill, even though I'm just as frustrated as everybody. Uh, I'll start off by saying happy 4th, but it seems as if uh, – the 4th of July was on, but the fireworks show was canceled, at least for the majority of the weekend. Yeah, uh, no fireworks yeah. today, I can tell you that. No. Uh, and and maybe it was a coincidence when I'm, you know, I'm not looking every minute, but when I'm looking at the out-of-town school board to see how my fish are doing, and they had a 7-3 lead in the night, they completely blow it and lose in 10. And that's when... Uh, the A's game starts to turn. And I'm just thinking, what happened from Wednesday? Uh, it's like, you know, Thursday they got blown out, and then Friday happened yesterday was, was a drag to pull that one out. So uh, I, I don't know. It's it, it's frustrating, especially that bottom of the ninth when uh, you really thought they were at least going to be able to tie it up finally uh, and, and rally, especially with the crowd behind them, but uh, just couldn't get that big clutch timely hit. And uh, I'll, I'll be here for the Indians on the 16th, uh, maybe catch one or two other games across the bay, but it may be a sign that it's time. I'm going to take my annual summer trip at the end of July into August uh, with my dad, and we're we're doing a small one this time. I've never been to Banner Island Ballpark. We've just gone down to San Jose Giants game, so we're going to go to see the Ports play in Stockton, and then we're going to go up to uh, Sacramento to see the Rivercats uh, take a little mini trip this year. He doesn't want to drive all the way down to L.A. So I don't know, may, maybe catch some minor league games, take a little breather after July is over, and then come back uh, ready to start August uh, refreshed and uh head down the stretch run because uh, it's interesting that it's it's right at the all-star break when things start to get bad <laughs> that uh, the break comes along because I think everybody just needs a, a breather. It's been, it's been a hard, uh, hard year, a hard season so far, but they're still very much in it. And uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to think. This team, this team is so Jekyll and Hyde. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, at times, uh, but I don't know. Hopefully, they can beat Cleveland uh, in, in 12 days. I'm, I'd like to get back on track. Uh, but m- man, I thought I thought we had this one today. Yeah, just fell a little short. Enjoy the rest of your fourth. You too. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Hey, before we get to Bob Melvin and Cap, let's go to the coach. Coach, hey, cheer me County. up today here on the on a fourth. Hey, happy, happy fourth. 
I, I don't think I can say anything more about the offense than everyone else has already said. So I want to I want to go back to a happy time. How about the outfield in the night early 1980s? Remember those guys? In the early 1980s? Yeah. Dwayne Murphy and Ricky and those guys? Yeah, Tony Armas. I, I thought of Tony Armas yesterday. When I, 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 I was young yeah. in the early 80s, my man. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you how underrated these guys are. If you look at the range factor for all time, all three of those guys are in the top 12, all time, from 1901 going forward. Uh, Tony Armas was third. He still is third. He's third in all-time range factor. Uh, for right fielders, Murphy's second for center fielders, and, and Ricky's 12th for, for left fielders. And the reason that it popped into my mind yesterday, when I used to sit out in the outfield, every single throw to first base, Tony Armas would back it up. I've never seen anyone do that since. So, like, if you watch the game, the right fielders, they hardly move when the ball gets thrown to first base. Yeah. And when that ball gets away in Oakland, that guy's going to third, and I've even seen a guy score from first on a wild throw. So, Well, uh, well, well now, you know, we saw it with the Boston catcher. Uh, which one was it? Uh, was it Vasquez? But, you know, when, whenever you see a – a ball get away from a first baseman on a throw, and you see the catcher book it down the line so it doesn't go into the dugout, that's always impressive. Yeah, I think so, too. They really got to hustle down there. So, anyway, I just wanted to give those guys, give Tony a little shout-out. No one, I've never seen anyone do that. So, like that throw that Murphy made, I, I you know, I don't know where Seth Brown was, and I'm not going to criticize him, but Tony actually would have been there and picked that ball up and uh, – you're throwing that guy out at thirty because he had a he had a rifle arm. And hey, another thing, hey, though, hey, that, what, that play yeah. though, that's one of those yeah. plays you you're going to gamble. You better be right. It, it's a bad play. You, you got to not really throw it hard. You, you just got to make sure you get it on the base and, and play it from there. You know, you, you can't really try to sting that ball down there. I mean, you just you get that one on the base if you're going to throw it. it it's a, it's a very, very aggressive play, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> very aggressive. Hey, one more thing about those guys that the guys don't do today, though. They played really shallow, you know, the that outfield. They were very shallow. As soon as Billy Martin took over, you could notice the difference of how shallow, and they would try to cut off the singles, and they, they practiced every day going back on the ball, and they went back on the ball and said, you know, not that many guys are going to hit over our heads. Most of the teams play really deep now. Um, what are your thoughts on that? That's interesting. Um, they were great athletes, though. You got to remember. I mean, you're talking about real speed guys. You know, yeah, they were. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting Seth Brown and Chad Pender and those guys kind of class. I mean, guys who are all world athletes could play a little more shallow. They didn't have to play that's as deep. That's a good point. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of, it kind of, it kind of depends on, you know, what kind of jumps you get, what kind of athleticism. You know what I, you know what I would like to see, Coach? I would like to see a team from the 80s get in a time machine and come into today's baseball and see how they would do. Right? Yes. Your, your pitchers are going deep. 
you, you're, you're, you're not using as many relievers. You got guys with a lot of speed. You got guys who are taking bases, <laughs> stealing bags. A lot of guys are making contact. Everybody's choking up on two strikes. Let's. Just, I, I would love to see how, maybe these teams today would smoke them. I don't know, but I'd like to see it, right? Wouldn't you like to see a good 70s? Now, I really don't remember the 70s, but a good 70s team or a good 80s team compete in today's baseball? Yeah, I mean, when they're giving you something, uh, take it, you know? I watched the uh, the Giants and the Dodgers the other night. I don't know who the commentator is for the, for the Dodgers. He's, he's an ex-player, and I can't remember who it was. Rick it was Monday? Two. I don't know if it was Monday. Oral Hershiser? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I was interested right. in what he said it was an 0-2 pitch, and a lefty was up, and they had, you know, so everyone's on the right side, you know, on defense. Yeah. <laughs> 0-2, and the guy goes, uh, you know, on an 0-2 pitch, the average batting average is under 200. He goes, I, I don't care who you are, you could bunt it down the third base line. At least two out of ten times, even with two strikes. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's out there. You know, kind of every once in a while, just take what they're giving you and 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 go with it. But yeah, I don't you, know. hey, knows? hey, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see the the an '80s version of the St. Louis Cardinals, like when Tommy oh. Herr had a hundred RBIs and didn't even have double digit home runs. I want to put. Yes. I want to get that old Bush Stadium back. I want to get the old turf, where these guys are just pounding it on the turf and beating everything out, and see how they would compete today. Where is Willie McGee when you need Willie McGee? <laughs> I would love Willie Tommy Her, Ozzie Smith, put Jack Clark back at first, and let's let's go. Terry I, I Pendleton at third. I'm trying to think of all those old Cardinals. But, yeah, just speed. They're just they're running you. Vince Coleman running you into the ground. <laughs> they had speed, and they would have two hitters. They'd have uh, 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 George Hendrick, who could hit the ball out of the park, and, and Clark. And that was it. You know, all the rest of the guys were singles and doubles hitters. And, and oh, by the way, good it's 8,000 yeah. degrees on that turf in St. Louis during the summer, too. <laughs> That's for sure. (laughs) I would like to see that and and, and put them in those old baby blue uniforms. Come on. Let's bring that back. That would be awesome. Well, how about Kansas City who who played against them? Oh, oh, you're going to shift against George Brett? Really? No. Frank White? How about this one? Kansas City, they would, at times, they would have nine pitchers only on the staff. Nine pitchers, because they had the five starters that were great. You know, Danny Jackson and Saberhagen and these guys. And then they'd have the Quisenberry. Quisenberry could pitch every game just about. Well, yeah, okay. So, they had nine pitchers. You know how many pitchers? I'm looking in my in my book, the Bible. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The Red Sox used eight pitchers yesterday. Eight. And you wonder why it's four hours and 24 minutes? They used eight pitchers yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine a team with only nine pitchers? <laughs> Hell, Ray, Fo- Ray Fossey tells the story in the World Series. They only used five guys. They only used five. That was, five. Yeah, it was Holtzman and, and Hunter and uh, Blue Moon, who was great in the postseason, and Vida and uh, Raleigh. And that was it. <laughs> That's all they used. 
Well, now, I mean, the, these managers are stressing out because they got to have a guy face at least three batters. Thank God they put that rule in. Can you imagine? Oh, you get one guy out, then we go to the pen, then you get one guy, then you get one guy. It's like, oh, my God. Then they have September call-ups where they call up 8,000 pitchers. I'll never forget, I'm in Minnesota at the end of the year. Raiders are taking on the, the, uh, uh, the Vikings, and I'm down the left field line. It's a Saturday night. I go to the Twins game, and Kansas City, and they were terrible, and Kansas City comes out. They literally had, like, it seemed like 40 relievers going to the bullpen. It's September. They had a bazillion call-ups. I'm like, how many, how many seats do they have on their plane? How do they get all these guys yeah. on the plane? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, fortunately, I think they're only allowed to have, like, three extra players this Thank year, right? Thank God they changed that something? rule. All right, Coach, you yeah. have a good fourth. All right, you too, Tony. Good fourth. Coming up next, we'll hear from Bob Melvin right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their Bay Area locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't. Because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. A's fans, join us for the biggest music festival in the fall. It's the inaugural Battle Axe and Tracks Music Festival held October 2nd and 3rd in Carson City, Nevada. Grammy Award nominees Kenny Wayne Shepard, Larkin Poe, Samantha Fish, and North Mississippi All-Stars are just four of the 15 acts. Festival activities also include axe throwing and Freedom Rail Bike Tours. Tickets on sale now with VIP two-day and single-day tickets available. Check out the full schedule at BattleAxeandTracks.com. That's BattleAxeandTracks.com. If you're ready for an oil change, trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Right now, get five quarts of Valvoline full synthetic motor oil and a Wix filter for $33.99. Plus, get a $10 gift card after mail-in rebate and double O rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. No matter what's ahead, you count on family. And Northern California families count on Honda. Fuel efficient with high-tech safety features like Honda Sensing and Apple CarPlay. Plus legendary dependability you can pass down from one generation to the next. Right now, get an exceptional deal on a new Accord at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Around here, people count on two things, family and Honda. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university, we are a community. 
find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. You're home after a long day preparing dinner when... Ew! What's that? It smells like rotten eggs. That might be a natural gas leak. It can't be. We don't have any natural gas appliances. Even if you don't use natural gas, that rotten egg odor could be a sign of a leak in your neighborhood. Because gas lines can be buried anywhere. Shut up. No, speak up. If you ever suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, deep voice narrator. You're very welcome. Honey, what are you doing? Oh, you know, learning how to be a hibachi chef. Why? Well, it was so easy to get an auto loan from Navy Federal Credit Union, I needed something more challenging. Heads up. Do not throw that shrimp at me. With decisions in seconds and rates as low as 1.79% APR, Navy Federal makes it so easy to finance a car. Onion Volcano. You might want to try harder things. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Rates subject to change and are based on credit worthiness. Advertised rate available for new vehicles. Insured by NCUA. If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navage.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-H-E-E. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Uh, you guys better be, better be ready for this. I'm going down memory lane. Don't make me bring out the 1985 Kansas City Royals. Led by Hall of Famer George Brett. Let's see, what kind of player was George Brett in the 80s? The year they won the World Series. Would you say he's like some of our A's players? Where he hit 335, over 1,000 OPS, 30 bombs, 112 RBIs, 38 doubles. <laughs> I mean, come on. How about Hal McCray's the DH? Daryl Motley? Willie Wilson? Frank White at second base. Yeah, your second baseman hit 22 home runs, and they had a huge ballpark. How about Steve Bye Bye Balboni, 36 home runs? I forgot about Jim Sunberg. That's old school. Then I went and looked at the 1982. Of course, in 85, the Royals won the World Series. How about the 1982 St. Louis Cardinals? I really, I mean, I was 10 years old at the time, I'm going to be honest. Joaquin Andujar, but think about Keith Hernandez at first. He had Tommy Hur at second base, the Wizard at short, Willie McGee, George Hendrick, Lonnie Smith. Oh, if we could bring one of these teams back, how would they do in the, th- in the three true outcome era where these guys put the ball in play? These guys move runners. These guys hit behind. They hit and run. They hit behind runners. They get guys in from third. 
they're not playing for the three-run home run, even though Earl Weaver was back in those days. What would they be like? That would be awesome. Bring one of the great 80s teams, and I'm not talking, let's face it, as we start to get to the late 80s, steroids are getting into the game. All right, can we be honest here? I mean, as much as I, you know how much I love me some Jose Canseco, uh, the world was a-changing. I'm talking early 80s. How would the We Are Family Pirates fare today? With the Cobra and Willie Stargell, Bill Madlock and those guys. That would be fascinating. But the A's would lose today on 4th of July. Shut out for the fourth time. Here is Bob Melvin with the media. Uh, hi, Bob. What did you uh, just kind of make of this series overall, the three games? They're all, obviously very close. Um, just kind of the matchup between these two teams there. Yeah, two good teams. And, you know, seemed like each game had its had a different personality to it. So, you know, both, both starting pitchers were fantastic today. Um you know, tough to get good swings off them, let alone let alone string together a bunch of hits. So, you know, your Caps had this few times to him where, you know, he's pitched great games and we haven't given him much run support. And obviously their guy was pretty good too. So series as a whole was pretty evenly matched. Uh, you know, we've talked about actually the first game, game of inches, and it was all the way around, all three games. Let's go to Martin Gallegos. Hey, Bob, um, what do you think of Caprillion's just overall outing um, today? It seemed like, like you mentioned, you know, it was tough to get swing, get swings off him. Yeah, 10 strikeouts. I mean, he seems to get better and more confident every time. Kept his pitch count down, you know, went through seven. Got a little tired maybe the last hitter or two with, um, you know, a few foul balls. But, you know, the more he's out there, the more confident he gets and the better we feel about him out there, so. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. There were some similar games like this, but against this lineup, maybe his best game. Gina Rubin. Uh, what made Pavetta so tough to you guys today? Well, he throws hard. He throws, he's got a, a fastball at the top of the zone. He's got a, a curveball that kind of comes out of the same plane. And then he's got a slider. He throws an off counts and behind counts, mix in change ups just enough to keep you, you know, a little, a little bit unpredictable, but, you know, was able to elevate good curveball slider when he wanted to. It seemed like his slider was his go-to strike pitch when he was behind in the count. So a uh, guy that we haven't seen before and, you know, pitch great. Let's go back to Kalahara. Um, yesterday, obviously, you guys had the late uh, late game scoring. It's just wondering, is, is there anything that you would maybe um, try to do or, or point to or, or reasons to think that the, maybe the offense can wake up a little bit here before the break? I always think the offense is going to wake up. You know, we're down some guys. So, um, you know, Mitch is out now and Canna's out too. So, you know, we're going to have to dig a little deeper. But, look, I, I think every day that we have a chance to break out of it, obviously didn't look great today with only four hits. But uh, I think it was just as much as them pitching well today. And then it, um, it was announced during the game that uh, Matt Olson was named an all-star. Um, just going to wonder your um... – thoughts on his uh his being selected for the first time and also just that being the, the lone selection from your guys' team yeah hopefully something transpires along the way where we can add somebody on but it's fan i mean well deserved by matt it, it was a no-brainer for me you know he's been really on the verge a couple years for me you know there's a lot of first basemen having great years but 
you know, this year he's at times really carried us. Uh, very few teams have guys that, you know, they can say have carried just so not only that, he's durable, he plays every day, he plays gold glove defense. Uh, he should feel really good about it. We we felt great about it when we heard it. Let's go to John Shea. It seems like you really miss Mark Cannon. Um, he, he was as a leadoff guy, got a lot of rallies going. And ever since he's gone down, except for yesterday, you, you guys, you know, largely in an offensive funk. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, he's a big part of our lineup. He's a guy that leads off. What was he, second in the league and run scored when, I think, when he – uh, when he got hurt. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not great having the guy that kind of sets the table and, and really knocks in runs too. When, when the bottom of the lineup's getting on, you just have to move some guys around, do some things differently, but you know, we're going to have to be without him for a little bit longer here, hopefully not too much longer. Um, but you have injuries over the course of the season, some guys more valuable than others. He's a very valuable piece for us. And this coming week before the break is pretty important just to get things in gear, just to give you maybe, maybe momentum uh, for the yeah, I'd say. post break. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be, it's a big series for us in, in Houston. Yeah. You know, we've been in first place a lot of the year and that they've been here for, for recently. So it's a good opportunity for, for us to, to catch back up. Thank you. Bob, I know obviously it's July and there's still a long way towards the end of the season, but what can your team take? Is there certain moments of these this series against Boston you could take moving forward and, and maybe if you meet them again in October? Yeah, you know, I, what do we split the season series? We took mm -hmm. two out of three at their place, so it's evenly matched. They're playing better than anybody, you know, in the American League right now. They came in really hot offensively. You know, we were able to match them in games where there were runs scored and, and games where there weren't. You know, just ended up being one run today that, you know, gave them the series. But uh, I'd love to see these guys again at some point in time, just based on the fact that it means good things happen for both teams. And then real quickly with Matt, did you see something when he entered spring training, obviously coming off a year that he didn't have a great year in 2020, that he was going to be prone to having this year and being an all-star this year? I, yeah, I always feel great about him. Last year, you kind of have to throw out. There were a lot of really, really good players that had tough years last year. You get off to a slow start, it was tough to catch up. So, yeah, I, I've said often that it's, it's a matter of time before he's an all-star. I think he has the ability to be an MVP. So he's made significant strides this year to, to improve himself at the plate, use the whole field, and cut down on the strikeouts. One last question from Steve Berman. Uh, hey, Bob, uh, another on Canna. He's always a guy who's in the top of the majors in terms of pitches seen per at bat. He really kind of grinds down pitchers. Do you notice that that has an effect on the rest of your hitters where they kind of sets a tone, especially at the leadoff spot, where maybe they kind of do some more of that themselves? Yeah, it's nice to have a guy up there that's going to see some pitches, you know, to start the game. Typically, his at bats leading off the game, you end up seeing every pitch a guy has to an extent. So, I mean, that's not what he's looking to do all the time. He's ready to hit, but he's really good about identifying balls in the zone. And if they're not, they're, they're not there, he lays off them. So it's nice to have a guy like that, especially against a guy like today where you'd see probably see all his pitches early on too. Uh, he's just really good at it. Not too many guys are, are better. Well, the guy I feel bad for today is Cap. Cap threw great. Seven innings, gave up the one run, struck out 10. He takes a loss. Pavetta was fantastic also for the Red Sox. You got to tip your cap. Uh, but I think we all know this guy is seizing the moment. He's getting his opportunity 
and he's taking care of business. Here he is with the media after the game. Start with Martin Gallegos. Hey, James. Um, how did you just uh, feel your stuff overall out there? Bob said that might have been your best game of your career. Um, how did you just feel um, throughout those seven innings? Well, good. Um, Garcia did a great job behind the dish. We had a game plan and we executed. And I'd say for the most part, we stayed in attack mode, which I love. And, um, you know, we were able to get outs and it's always fun collecting some strikeouts and put up some zeros. And, um, yeah, he, he did a great job behind the dish. And uh, I was just trying to do my part and, and execute pitches. Let's go to Matt Kawahara. Hi, James. Uh, you had a lot of uh, swing and misses on the four-seam fastball today. I, I don't know. Do you look at that as kind of an indicator of just how your stuff is playing overall? Um, it's definitely good to to recognize. You know, I try not to put too much um, into specific things, I guess, when it comes to the details of the pitch. But when you're getting swing and miss on stuff, um, for me, there's no reason to, you know, change something unless they're beating you. So um, I wanted to, to stick with my guns and, and stay in attack mode with the fastball. And um, until they proved that they were going to beat me, I, was gonna, I wasn't going to change. And that's something that I've kind of, I think, through every start, um, I've kind of learned and, and, and getting, gotten to that point with this now. So staying with it um, and, just, and, and just being an attack with it and, until they prove they can beat me, um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Let's go to John Shea. Do, do you do you bear down more in a zero zero game or a one nothing game, or do you always bear down? You know, save your you know up five runs. Any different mindset in a pitcher's duel like today? Uh, I, I'd like to say I think. For me personally, I'm I'm gonna be like that in a in a five zero game. Um, I don't want to give up an inch, to be honest. You know, I was I don't want to give up a walk. I don't want to give up a hit. I want to be as good as I can, as close as I can to perfect for my team. And um, obviously, I think it's just heightened a little bit more, and it's probably more a little bit more noticeable when it's a a one zero game. Um, but whether it's a one zero or five zero, I want to put up zeros and 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 give my team the best chance to win. Given how the first two games of this series were intense and close, did you anticipate the same today? That's yeah, a good baseball team over there, and I think we're a really good baseball team too. So, um, yeah, I'd say yeah. I think, I think just knowing the two teams, the lines we both have, the staffs that we both have, the bullpens that we both have, um, you know, you have an idea of of what kind of game you're going to get, and. Um, I'd say what we saw is kind of what, you know, what we expect and unfortunately didn't go the way we wanted, but the fact that our team battled, um, you know, we cut on the way out. Um, that's a, that's a good feeling. It's good to see. So, um, you know, we have full faith in each other on this team and, and, you know, that's just how it went this time. And we're going to enjoy the off day and, and, and come back ready to go for the road trip and, um, you know, hopefully turn the page here. Full faith in each other, meaning the offense and the pitching staff, the pitching staff and the offense that we were talking about. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's yes. the pitchers have faith in each other. The you know, there's never there's never a doubt, um, you know, of trust that we have within each other, and and that's just part of that. I think is just the camaraderie and, and the chemistry that this team has. Um, we all trust each other, and we know it's going to get done.
Thank you. Go to Martine. Hey, James. Um, it seems like since you've come up, even even on days where maybe you don't have your best stuff, you've been consistent in being able to keep the team in the ball game. What what can you kind of just credit to that? I think um, you know just the consistency that you've been able to bring um, since coming up. I think that's just the the type of person and the type of player I want to be. Um, you know, you watch a lot of these guys who are you know frontline starters um for years to go years to come in their organizations around the league and um even when they don't have their best stuff they're able to keep their guys in the game and at least give them a chance um going you know even if it's just being able to get through five and hand it over to the bullpen um i want to be that for this team i want to i want to be um somebody that these guys can rely on in a big game whether i have my best stuff or not and you know that's one of the things that gets preached to us and i've been preparing you know since i was in college and in high school is you got to be consistent if you want to play at this level. And um, so for me, I'm, I'm just trying to be as consistent as I can and, and, you know, show, Hey, even if I don't have my best stuff, you're going to get the same competitor out there and uh, I'm going to find a way. Let's finish up with Steve Berman. Hey James, it's pretty rare that uh, the only run in a game is scored on a when someone grounds into a double play. Does that, actually going to give you some solace make you feel a little better or is that actually make it a little bit more frustrating the result today i think um i mean obviously it it stinks but um you know part of being a professional and being a good baseball player and a good pitcher is um keeping things small so recognizing we get a double play there um they get one run and we keep it at one that's a big deal and i think that goes a long ways the more often we can do that deep into the season um keeping ones ones and not twos or threes or fours that's when games start to get you know a little bit farther and separated from what we'd like um obviously we didn't get we didn't get that run back today but it's that's going to happen um you know i've i have plenty of faith you know knowing that there's going to be a day where i don't have my best stuff and the offense is going to be able to you know pick me up completely so that's just how it goes. Um, really nothing you can do on that. And, you know, this team has been a postseason team for the last three years. But it, it, for you, was this series and this game today probably the closest that you felt to, like, a postseason atmosphere and being a part of that? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, no. Uh, I think my first start in Boston was probably – I know it wasn't full capacity, but I could feel the energy from those fans. Um, and then Yankee Stadium as well. Um, maybe there's a little bit more riding with that one, but um, I, you know, I can, you could feel the fans and um, it's always fun. It's always fun to pitch in these atmospheres and I, I you know, I enjoy that. So um, I'd say probably those two were a little bit more what felt like might be playoff baseball, but I guess we'll have to experience that to know for sure. I mean, you think about it. The way he has started, he's now pitched twice against the Red Sox. Yeah, Yankee Stadium, going back home in Anaheim. He has fared well. He's been very, very impressive, and it's uh, and it's great to have him on Ace Cast Live. And talking about his his family and his dad, and you know, they were giving his dad love again today on the broadcast. It's uh, I think he's going to be here for a while, no question. All righty. We have the day off tomorrow, but don't worry. 
we are going to have the Las Vegas Aviators game tomorrow. What time, Robert, are we going to be airing that game? 7 o'clock will be first pitch. So if you're jonesing for baseball, Fran Reardon and the Las Vegas Aviators at 7 o'clock. And then we will be back on Tuesday. We're going to have A's cast live from 3 to 4 o'clock. A's total access at 410, and then first pitch from Houston at 510. I think we've all had enough. Enjoy the rest of your 4th of July. Be safe, everybody. I want everybody to be safe, and we'll see you back here Tuesday at 3 o'clock for A's Cast Live. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our Color Snap app. Then visit swsamples.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. Or order some peel and stick samples to try on your wall. When you're ready to paint, shop online or stop by your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store and get everything you need. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, First United Credit Union can help you check off your to-do list with rates as low as 5.9% APR. Apply online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCUA. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. Looking to stay up to date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast to listen to A's baseball and full 24-7 coverage of the A's only on A's cast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live pre and post game coverage, and of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash A's cast today. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Brantley going back at the track, right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's 
take a one nothing lead. On the run back is Cannon to the wall, jumps at the wall, he's got it! A Joe Rudy type catch against the wall. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast on your device for access to exclusive A's content, including pre and post game for every game. Floriano going back at the track, right to the wall, he's there, and he makes a phenomenal catch! Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's baseball.